0: Three up. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. Every week Evan and I meet up to talk about the kings and queen who sat on the Iron Throne. I come in as a book fan, Evan comes in as a more TV show oriented fan, and we talk about the men and women who sat on the Iron Throne as if they were real people. So this week we are covering Makar the First. And uh to prove how much I I'm familiar with the show, uh, the books and how how fresh Evan comes in to the show, I ask, Evan, what can you tell me about Makar?
1: Well think he's the youngest. He's the youngest of the sons. But that's it.
0: Yeah. We talked a tiny bit about him because he's mentioned and he's important in the in the Darren episode, but he wasn't important important. Hmm. So, um, does does he have a nickname? Yes, he does. He was known as the Anvil, but he also unfortunately was known as the Kinslayer for reasons that will become clear in the episode. Uh-huh. About the sources, he is a he appears and is one of the central characters for the first story in the Duncan Egg series, The Hedge Knight. He is also mentioned several times in the other two novellas uh, of the that wonderful series mm. that really should be uh, a separate T- tv show that should be a spin-off but according to george r, r. martin themselves they the, the rights aren't officially acquired yet mm. we also of course have uh the world of ice and fire to go off of and he is mentioned several times in a song of ice and fire mm. And the reason why he's mentioned a lot in the song of Ice and Fire is, is is he mentioned in Game of Thrones? Yes, he is. He is. He's mentioned by name only by his son, Eamon Targaryen. So I alluded to earlier last episode for Evan that we officially reached a point where one character from Game of Thrones is alive, and that character is Aemon Targaryen, Maester Eamon on the wall. Nice. Maester Eamon, uh, to make give context uh, in the in in the both books and TV show is o- over 100 years old he is mm-hmm. an old man and in the books they Aemon Targaryen kind of jokingly says that he was sort of a he was basically frozen and preserved by the cold weather up in the north at the wall and unfortunately, when Jon Snow sends him and Samuel, Tarly, and Gilly south, unfortunately, Aemon thaws and dies, as he puts it. <laughs> but let, we'll get to that eventually, sort of. We actually will touch on that. So, the life of his father, Makar Targaryen, hmm. Makar was the youngest of the four sons of King the II. He was he customized his arms to be three four three headed dragons on the black on black to reflect his birth. Makar was closest to his oldest brother Baylor Breakspear. He was designated the prince of Summerhall, the newest castle built by by his father King the II. Cool. Baylor and Makar distinguished themselves in the first Blackfire Rebellion. At the final battle, Makar was leading the vanguard that confronted the majority of Daemon's forces while Baelor led a cavalry force in Daemon's rear to pierce the rebels. Baelor was dubbed the Hammer and Makar the Anvil. Mm. To Makar's frustration, Baelor was the one singled out as the hero of the battle and the one who won the war. Mm. Makar was arguably just as responsible for the Targaryen's victory as Baelor. If Makar's forces had not been as strong and reliable, Damon could have won. Hmm. Makar ended up beginning to resent his brother's greater popularity as Baylor Breakspear came to be hailed as the great future king and a model of civic virtue, while Makar was mostly ignored or forgotten. Baylor was the was seen as the great future king and a great warrior. Ares was known as wise. Rhaegal was celebrated for his kindness but Mm. Makar simply did not exemplify any quality compared to his brothers. Makar also came to be disappointed by his children. Mm. Firstly, which I didn't mention in the notes, but it's important, his wife died not soon after the the birth of his last child. Mm. He had six surviving children, two daughters and four sons. His first son, Darren, was a drunk. His wow. second son, Arian, was an arrogant and sadistic. Ooh. His third son, Aemon, was bookish and eventually was sent off to be a maester by order of Daeron II against Maegar's preferences. Mm. Daeron II, having studied and remembered the lessons of, of what led to the Dance of the Dragons, wanted to ensure that some Targaryen princes would be out of political consideration. Uh. His youngest son, Aegon, Maegar's youngest son, Aegon, had a little haughtiness to him. Ah. At a tournament at Ashford, he had attended along with Baylor and his sons. Makar hoped that his son, that his sons would show their talents and outshine Baylor's children. Unfortunately, only Arian showed up, with Darren and Aegon missing. Mm. Makar angrily spoke to Baylor about his sons being missing when they were interrupted by a tall man claiming to be a hedge knight. Baylor said that he knew who the Hedge Knight claimed to serve under and permitted him to fight in the tournament.
1: Hmm.
0: Makar's son Arion competed in the tournament, but scandalously was accused of intentionally killing his opponent's horse. He was disqualified and forced to pay his opponent as the loser of the joust. Later on, the Hedge Knight beat Arion for hurting a puppeteer. Arion justified it as the puppeteer portrayed the death of, a, of the dragon in the famous legend of Florian the Fool... To depict the death of a of a dragon was in Arion's mind treason. Wow! Makar's oldest son Darren appeared at the tournament and accused the Hedge Knight of kidnapping Prince Aegon. Hmm. The Hedge Knight requested a trial by combat, but Arion demanded the old trial by seven to resolve the conflict. Hmm. Makar, Arion, Darin, three of the kin- King's Guard, and one of the Fosways stood in the trial by seven. The Hedge Knight was able to gather Lionel Baratheon, known as the Laughing Storm, another one of the Fosways, who was knighted there and painted his shield green in defiance of his, of his, brother, of his cousin, who he, he deemed a traitor and not worthy of the honor of a knight. Wow. He also had several other lords, the Hedge Knight, but was short one. Ah. Which, to everyone's astonishment, a Targaryen came in black armor. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought it was Prince Valar, but the knight revealed himself to be Baelor Brakespear in his son's armor. Nice. Makar was incredulous that Baelor stood by the side of one who assaulted the royal blood, but Baylor defended the hedge knight of upholding his oath to protect the innocent. The trial by seven went, with Baelor and Makar clashing at one point. Mm-hmm. Arion was defeated handily by, by the hedge knight and was forced to withdraw his accusation. When Baylor Breakspear took off his helm half of his skull was stuck to it. Baylor Breakspear died and was cremated. Wow. Macar for his part tormented himself as he always suspected that he had given Baylor the blow that killed him. Later people would routinely accuse Makar of murdering Baylor something that Makar did not necessarily disagree with. Huh. Though Makar would say to the hedge knight that the whole realm would wonder why the gods had chosen for a hedge knight to live and the crown prince to die. After the tournament, Aegon begged his father to let him serve as the hedge knight's squire, which he claimed was what he had done in the first place. Makar believed Aegon and the hedge knight and ordered that Arion be sent away to the east, where he hoped that his son would learn some humility. Makar met with the hedge knight, Sir Duncan the Tall, to discuss what had happened and Aegon's wish. Makar apologized to Sir Duncan about the misunderstanding while also sharing his own brooding and possible hope of assuagement on the belief he killed Baylor, But mainly, Makar came to offer Sir Duncan to serve as a knight in his hold of Summerhall. Hmm. Sir Duncan, however, Said that he would only take Aegon as a squire if Makar agreed to let Sir Duncan remain a hedge knight. Makar was insulted by this, saying it was absurd that Aegon, a crown prince, would be expected to live on salted beef and sleep on the ground. Hmm. Sir Duncan retorted by pointing out that Arion had plenty of red meat and Daron had soft beds, and look how they turned out. <laughs> Makar left without a word, but revealed that he agreed with Sir Duncan. Makar sent out his son, a prince, to serve under a hedge knight, a knight who served no lord and drifted across the realm looking for duties. Mm. Makar and his family survived the spring sickness that consumed his father and Baelor's two sons. Makar's second brother Ares succeeded their father to the throne. Makar expected to be named Hand of the King, He was egregiously offended when Ares instead chose Bloodraven, a bastard, as his hand. He went back to Summerhall to sulk. Hmm. Magar would fight as the leader of Ares' forces during the Third Blackfyre Rebellion. His sons, Arion and Aegon, fought bravely, with Aegon showing impressive leadership skills in the fight. Hmm. During this time, the third brother, Rhaegal, died as would his children. When all of Rhaegal's line died, the childless Ares made Makar his heir. When Ares died, the crown passed to Makar. Makar forged a warlike crown. He let his enmity go, with Bloodraven, go, as he let him remain Hand of the King. He also tried to get his son Aemon to come and serve on the small council, hoping that he would become a Grand Maester. Instead, Aemon served as maester for his brother Darren on Summerhall. Also, <coughs> Sir Duncan the Tall was serving on the King's Guard at this time. Interesting. Darren would die of a pox he contracted from a whore. Halion meanwhile became convinced that he was a dragon and drank wildfire to transform into a dragon. Pieces. He died in seething agony. Yeah. He would later be called Arian the Monstrous. Oh. And charitably Arian Brightflame. Megar Makar finally ha- had a war to fight when the former Blackfire loyalists, the Peaks, rebelled. Makar and his youngest son, Aegon, left with a force. Unfortunately, Magar would, Makar would die from a blow from a rock during the siege. Ah. And that was... The story of King Makar the First.
1: No, that was quick.
0: Yep, we don't have a lot on his time as king.
1: Yeah. No. Shame. Yeah.
0: He's a very interesting character, though. I think mm-hmm. he's an interesting man. Um, getting into it a little bit. Um, I don't have anything on sources or inspiration, but I will say a, a lot of fans compare him to. Mm-hmm. Um, is he's a, he does remind me personally of Stannis. Yeah. He's basically very much Stannis, of just like being the unsung brother. hmm And he has a lot of talent, and he's not given his due. Right. And he's also very um, stiff-necked, but he also can be reasoned with. Yes. Which might be a slight difference in some ways to Stannis. Although even Stannis can be reasoned with. Yeah. And for the record, Evan, uh, Stannis' fate is not, has not been determined as of yet in the books.
1: That's what I hear.
0: Who knows what it will be like in the books. So, back to the ranking part now. The main event. So... In the category of the king, he ruled for 12 years, so that's automatically 12 points. Not bad. Makar's reign was relatively peaceful, with only a small rebellion happening during his time as king that unfortunately took his life. (laughs) Ha. Alright. While he was king, it could be argued that Bittersteel was reluctant to begin another Blackfire Rebellion, as he was nervous with Makar in command. Okay. And I'll say this right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a tiny bit of spoilers, he was one of the only kings from, that had no Blackfyre Rebellion in almost a century of blackfire Rebellions propping up. Oh, God. So that mm-hmm. deserves some points. Mm-hmm. So with that all in mind, what do we think? Um, because nothing
1: bad happened in, in his brain, but at the same time, not nothing really ah. extraordinary seemed to have happened. Um, I'll give him a seven and a half.
0: Oh wow! Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. I'll
1: always give points to.
0: Wow, you're nice.
1: I'll give. I will always give points to peaceful reigns, even if, even if I think the person who created the peace wasn't exactly the smartest guy in the world, but we'll see
0: you know what you you' you are persuading me, and like the big thing is like he in a way like for me from from what my own notes I said in his life, I think like that that he did, was a peaceful king right just kind of like was a bit like what okay like, he kind of didn't know what to do with it right like, he just with that warlike crown was he was expecting Bittersteel steel to to invade right and attack and he just didn't.
1: Well, and also, this is the guy who is fourth in line as a blood heir. He wasn't. He probably wasn't really expecting to rule, and I think he got lucky there. But I'll still give points for luck.
0: So, oh, actually, that's one little joke, mm-hmm. or, or or tragic joke, is that they is that in the hedge knight they comment on how King Darren seemed to have. Completely cemented his, his the dynasty for being ever having an issue with successors ever again. Yeah, and yet his, it ended up being that three of his sons would rule as king. Not bad, <laughs> but that's not a good thing because theoretically only one of his sons should have had to have. Lit.
1: Yeah,
0: or no, no, not three, two, but two of his sons. Three. Yeah, that's not good. So, um, I'll give him, you've talked me into it. I was originally going to go like as low as five, but no, no, no. Like it was a peaceful rain. Um, I'll give him seven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you talked me into it. Congratulations. Thank you. 14.5. Really good score. That was better than I was expecting, honestly, for him. Okay, now. I think we're going to have to do a little bit of cheating like we did with Viserys II for this, Mm -hmm. for the next category of the warrior. So, he was indisputably a very good warrior. He and Bael were the main reasons for the Red Dragon being victorious in the first Blackfyre Rebellion, in addition to Daemon Blackfyre's mistakes. Also, he was the main commander during the third Blackfyre Rebellion, which was also a resounding victory for the Targaryens. Well done. So, two major blackfire rebellions under his belt, where he is either a critical or the main commander of. Right. And if, like, just by sheer random happenstance, hadn't killed him in in the Peak Rebellion, he would have crushed that one too. That yes. was rising. Mm-hmm. So. Down. I don't know, like, I don't think he's a Darren the, the Young Dragon level yeah. warrior.
1: No, but he's good. He's definitely good. He's probably one of the best around. And he's... Um, what, what do you think?
0: Are you gonna- I will give him... I'm going to be uh, on the nice side now. I, I say like, he isn't just a good warrior, he's also a really good commander. Yes, I agree. He's a really good commander.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He doesn't have the charisma of his brother, no, granted.
1: No, but you necessarily need charisma to be a good general. Yeah. It helps, but you don't necessarily need it.
0: I will give him an 8.5. I'm
1: going give to him, give him slightly lower to
0: 7.5. Okay.
1: Yes, his one screw-up cost him his life, literally.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, there's another screw up that cost. Well, that really did a lot of things. So that means he gets 16. So pretty good. So that he's tied with Aegon the Conqueror.
1: Yeah.
0: In The Warrior. Mm -hmm. The only people that are higher than him are are Darren the First and Jaharis. So way to go. Nice. Really good. Now we're going to get into the ugly category, but necessary to talk about. Of course. Madness and misrule. So, his greatest crime and one which he one for which he himself never forgave himself was killing his brother Baylor. Mm. It was not clear he did, and even if he did, it was probably not intentional. No. The small folk did not greatly like Makar, as they routinely accused him of robbing the realm of the would-be great king Baylor Breakspear.
1: Yeah.
0: He was routinely called a kinslayer by the small folk, with many people suspecting that he would one day kill both his brother Ares and his brother Rhaegal. Uh. Which, no, he wouldn't.
1: No, not intentionally. Never intentionally.
0: It honestly does strike me, like, when you read the Hedge knight. It, it really does sound like, yeah, he did hit him. And yeah, he did probably, like, yeah, he killed him. But it was completely accidental. It was not intentional. Right.
1: And the fact that he seemed to show a shit, like, the fact that he admitted it with a huge amount of remorse, that tells you something.
0: Also, I note, Mekar seems to have somewhat agreed with, with all of the neg- naysayers as he said to his son, Amon that he was made king as a punishment for killing Balor.
1: That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, and something can be said for the fact the madness part, I wouldn't consider him mad, but he was kind of stiff. And yeah. in terms of the rule The fact that he still managed to keep a relatively peaceful realm does say something.
0: Yeah. So, so my last two notes are this: hmm. as king, he did little in the manner of misrule. Fair enough. As a father, only but, as a father, only two of his sons were good. With his other son being a drunk, and his other was mad.
1: Great.
0: So only two out of four were good kids. Well, his daughters were nice, but the daughters aren't you know. going to rule. No. So, what do we think? Uh, you know, like like you said, like actual misrule and actual madness. I'm not like the only thing that's mad is like kind of like where it's Stannis and where it's like the rigidity, right?
1: Honestly. I'm going to strike him kind of right in the middle and just say a five, because I can't think of any... Because he didn't actively screw anything up, but he also didn't really do anything either. So, and that kind of goes both ways. where And again, where and he's one of the rare cases where, yes, he was rigid and he didn't do anything, but at least he wasn't so completely indifferent to the affairs of fate that he just let it fall apart. So, I'm giving him some points there. But again, the fact that nothing seemed to have happened... Eh... We've got to work on that. And this guy clearly, by the way, this guy clearly did not want to be king.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He did not. He did not. Um, I will give him... I... 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 I, for... I don't know. It's, it's difficult, because, like, it's like... The Baylor thing, it's both something that's, like, so accidental.
1: Right. But it was such an impact.
0: That is a huge impact. I I'll give him about a. I think I should give him. I think I'll give him a four because because mm-hmm. because it, like the Baylor thing is is all those four points really right? Like his kid's like what can he do? Like I mean he did, he he wrote he righted the ship with Aegon, making sure that that he was raised right but other than that like it's tough
1: this is a tough one
0: yeah well i mean like the thing is like though at the same yeah i'll give him a four like i because i don't think he like it, it's for also for like like kind of like being rigid rigid to the point of kind of stubbornness mm-hmm. and things like that so I mean like he repented. He he 100% like was not at all like no, he loved Baylor. Right. He loved Baylor and he did he not want that to happen.
1: Right, he didn't want that to happen. And again, because he didn't want to be king, he didn't really know how to do it either. He didn't really know how to be a ruler.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean like from what we said like we gave him good points. I think he knew how to be a ruler and he knew how to be king. He just was like yeah, I'm not comfortable with this at all.
1: Right. Well, I think he was he was uncomfortable of how he became king.
0: Yeah.
1: It cost him someone that he truly did care about and was blamed for the rest of his life. You gotta imagine the psychological impact of a guy who's basically being said, Yeah, I'm king by killing the brother that I that I loved? And and you call me a monster. I mean you gotta imagine that hearing that every day for for the rest of his life for over a decade probably does some damage to your tears
0: to your... yeah it probably does yeah so that's why yeah, I'm also just like on the on the tragic side
1: yeah
0: uh it's just like that like two of his sons are just such screw-ups
1: yeah
0: and like yeah. one of his son is like it's like, you're a maester, okay, but well, well, hey, be a grand maester. It's like, no, I don't want to be a grand maester, I just want to be a maester.
1: Right. It's
0: like,
1: is this really the best I could do?
0: It's like one son that's like not a, a complete screw-up?
1: Yeah.
0: One out of four? That's... Like, one good son, one mediocre son, and two crap ones, yay. Like, what have
1: I done?
0: Yeah, so... Uh, I'll give him, yeah. So we gave him nine. It's good. Okay, yeah, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Scored much better than I expected. Right, it's good. Good on you, Makar. Good. Hmm. I like this guy. Um, now we're going the lighter category mm-hmm. of the warrior, or no, not the warrior, the the por- portrait.
1: Portrait. Okay,
0: let's take a look. Although, uh, so what do you? This is um from westeros.org.
1: Ooh, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I'd follow him.
0: Yeah, he, he's a warrior. Like yeah, he looks
1: he's a, he's a warrior and he's a general.
0: He, he definitely looks like a warrior king.
1: The weird thing is I don't know if not quite a warrior king, not quite a warrior king, but almost like a um, like a like a George Patton almost type of character.
0: Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah like, I can see that. Yeah.
1: Or Eisenhower, someone like Eisenhower. Now, Eisenhower was a lot skinnier, but, but definitely an Eisenhower-like character, where this guy is a, a, a very strong general.
0: Yeah. I'd follow him. Yeah, I'd follow him. I'd follow him. Uh-huh. I... So out of five, what do you think?
1: I'm going to give him a 4.5. That
0: was right there? Yeah, 4.5, yeah.
1: I would follow this man. I would, I would follow this man into battle. All right, yeah. man as the king.
0: All right, wow. So he's tied with Rhaenyra... Uh, for for nine, mm-hmm. so he is scoring pretty darn well.
1: He is actually he is actually going pretty well. I don't think we expected him to score this well.
0: Yeah, I I'll say it right now. I didn't. I didn't. Like, he uh, he's an interesting character, but like he's kind of just like by his own history, he is a little bit forgotten.
1: Right. Well, and that leaves us. Right into our next question.
0: Well, before that though, I'm telling up the score right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so he he scored twelve for Times King, fourteen and a half for the for uh, the King, mm-hmm. sixteen for the Warrior, nine for Madness Ms. Rule. Didn't do that bad of a job, no. and. Uh, 9 for portrait. So, 60.5. Wow, 60.5. Congratulations, Makar. That is a really good score. Yeah. That's a really good score. Um you're you're pretty far ahead. I don't know. He's
1: pretty high. He has to be pretty high.
0: He, he's on the higher scale. He still isn't on the top. But he's like, yeah, he he did Exceptionally better than I expected. Mm-hmm. but that being said, what's our final verdict, though?
1: Tragically, in this
0: dragon case... or dud? Is he someone worth remembering, or is he ultimately kind of a footnote?
1: Rather, Rather tragic. Case he is, despite his high score, he is a dud.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like it's one of those cases to me, at least, where he is he. He didn't do a bad jo- job but he is like the definition of like what the best versions of duds kind of are to me. Right. I'm just like where it's like you do you, you kept the ship going, nothing really bad happened. Mm-hmm. But but like you're just not like a real like you define an era.
1: Right. Right. He's the um he's the Hadrian and uh he's the Hadrian and Antoine in in a sense. When it comes yeah. to a good emperor, a good emperor, arguably a good king, but not particularly interesting
0: in that sense. Well, Hadrian is, I'd say, more pious. An- Antoninus, pious. So I'm just like, eh. Fair enough. Yeah. My point,
1: well, but my point being is that, like, yes, he was. I, a good I
0: got king. your point, though. Yeah.
1: My point is, is that he was a good king. He just wasn't. He just wasn't a great king.
0: All right. Well, after the dragon of of Darren the second, both of his sons unfortunately were duds. Yeah. So that's a bit sad. So next episode though, well, next episode it's going to be Aegon the Fifth, also known as Aegon the Unlikely. Let's it's gonna be our first multi-part episode in quite a while. Let's find out this amazing story of the uh, one of the most unlikely men to sit on the Iron Throne. See you then.